0: And we got your recording. Anyway, folks, welcome to the reincarnation of the Firmware Update. We're still calling it the Firmware Update, episode 217, our Game of the Year episode. Holy shit, have I missed you guys. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me once again, the Billy Gun to my Road Dog, Joe Garcia. How you doing, buddy?
1: Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, I guess we we're here, we're doing it, so that's good enough for me. <laughs> it's been six entire months.
0: And folks, we owe you a colossal, colossal explanation on where in the blue hell we've been. However, that's going to have to wait, because one, we're at game of the year right now, and that's long enough. As Timely as
1: ever. <laughs> uh,
0: and two, it. it trust me, I, I told Joe a tidbit of what I've been up to. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it took a turn there at the very end before Travis got the call, and it's like, okay.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, trust me, it, it's it's not great stuff. Oh, and uh, speaking of Travis, uh, we need to judge as we are in the Sil-ra- Sil-ra- Cinderella bracket of the tournament. And joining us is Travis Foster from hot off the set of the movie, Shout Out the Movie. How you been, buddy?
2: Hi, I'm T.L. Foster, I'm a professional writer now. Mm-hmm. What am I doing here? I don't know. When I was on a movie. I shot. I shot a movie called "Friend Like Me." You'll Friendlike. see it
0: soon. Okay, great. And he also makes cakes. And if you can't cook, and just PayPal him the money, and apparently he'll take up showtime to bake the cake. All right.
2: So, yo, that's what. Okay, that's what stars do. That's what stars do. <laughs> no, no, so. no, no,
0: no. It's not. It's really not. You you pay someone else to do it for you. That's what stars do. You know. You know what stars do when their friends say, hey, let's let's do a podcast. And they're like, can you make 430? And the star says, yeah, that sounds like no problem. Mm. You know what they do? They show up at 430 or 5 o'clock as Joe did. But the, the <laughs> fact remains. <laughs> ah, I've missed doing the show. I miss you guys. <laughs> Clearly. All right. So listen sort of strep for time here as well as we got a lot of games to discuss we actually sort of just the hottest new games the <laughs> hottest new games of 2018 folks it, it doesn't get any better maybe 2019 will but anyway joe let's take it away what's the first right. what's the so, first fight
1: well as a refresher here uh what we're doing is we're we've we've got we've got a a, a bracket you know we've got a, a tournament style bracket um, there's gonna be a big bracket with with 15 games already waiting, uh, with one final bracket spot uh, about to be determined by this smaller bracket, where uh, eight kind of like fringe games that we like, but not enough to like primarily put in that bra- that main bracket. So what we're gonna do is that we're gonna go over these eight games, uh, and see how it shakes out, see which one of these is worth uh, worth throwing to the wolves, basically, because. Um, yeah, they're, I'm looking at this list of games here, and it's like, all fine games, to be sure. But I'm looking at where they're going to be placed uh, on the main bracket, and uh, it's going to be quite the uphill battle.
0: Indeed. Now, don't get me wrong, it has happened before. A Cinderella bracket winner has beaten the number one seed. I think at yes, least it, once.
2: In actual, well, not in our bracket. In oh, okay. actual basketball, it has happened. What was- it, it only happened once, and that was with... Virginia last year against who It just
0: happened that? last year.
2: <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, but I mean, that's the first time it happened. And it was Virginia. And now Virginia's the, the world champion. So what we're saying is when Tetris Effect loses to whatever, <laughs> the, Tetris I will be the world
0: champion. Nah, <laughs> Tetris Effect should win easily. But
2: that's for the brackets to decide.
0: So it. Joe, is it too early for us to spoil what we gave the number one seed to?
1: Um, no, I mean I, I will I will link to the to our brackets uh, in the description of the show. Like I'll I'll upload them; they'll be there for everyone to download. You can download it now. Take a look uh, as you listen to to this. And um, yeah, the the top seed for our our bracket uh, for the main bracket is, is the the rebooted God of War. Woo! Man, <laughs> okay. are
2: you
1: what a video game? <laughs>
2: Okay, so how's Tetris effect not number one seed like, well, because oh, wow. i
1: have to I have to be diplomatic here Trav. Oh, oh, that's God. Right. I've gotta make something we can both agree on uh I'm not the only host of this show uh so I diplomatically placed uh Tetris effect uh in the seventh seed, but don't don't worry wait, 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 excuse me what don't worry, it'll be fine just let the <laughs> believe in the process Trav. It's, just believe in the system <laughs> okay. Uh, Alright, it'll it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine.
0: I already regret inviting Travis. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Believe
1: me, don't no, like Stretch's effect more than I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So which game which what's the first matchup here in this in this uh tournament? Alright, so in our Cinderella
1: bracket, the first matchup I've got drawn up here is Moonlighter. Uh, a fantastic little top down uh dungeon crawler, uh, kind of roguelike thing. Fantastic game. Uh, up against Guacamelee! 2, a Ooh. sequel to one of my favorite games of the PS3 era. All
0: right, so what do you guys think of Moonlighter, out of curiosity?
1: I mean, has anybody else played Moonlighter?
0: I have not, actually. I have not either.
1: All right, have, have you guys seen Moonlighter? At least? Uh, no, now. I don't think I've
0: actually seen anything on Moonlighter.
1: Oh, um, well, yeah, it's, it's this fantastic, you know, kind of like pixel art. Um, not quite sixteen bit or, or maybe I'd describe it as like closer to thirty two bit like Pixel art. Uh with the kind of like animation uh fluidity that it has. And uh yeah, so what you do what you do is you play as a shopkeeper uh in this uh in this fantasy world. Uh and
2: oh, yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, as opposed to playing as, you know, the, the typical adventurer. what you do uh during the day is you run your shop. Uh but at night uh you go into these dungeons uh, to basically gather the stuff that you sell in your shop the next day uh, and it's a really neat idea i think it's really great it's very charming the combat is is really really neat and satisfying it, it's it plays like a, it plays as well as, as any you know 2d zelda that you that you've that i've played at least um, and yeah like it's it's really fun it's really the characters are really interesting it's it's just it's just neat I really like it a lot
0: See, for a second, I was going to ask you: You sure you're not referring to Moonwalker as of the Michael Jackson variety? Okay?
1: <laughs> Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, uh, just the darkest of dark horses in our game of the year bracket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I know that game, but uh, listen to you talk about uh, what is it? Moonlighting?
1: The what now?
0: Moonlighter. Moon, moon Moonlighter. Okay, Moonlighter. Yeah. That actually does sound like a good idea. Like playing from the perspective. Like I, I could be adding. More to it, but at playing from the perspective of an NPC shopkeeper and having to maintain your store for heroes to arrive and shop from it—that sounds like yeah, yeah. a fun idea.
1: And, and it's it's extremely fun, you know. Like as you progress through, um, you know, through these dungeons, uh, you use the money that you you get from you know to to upgrade parts of the town as well, so you can. You can buy, like, better weapons and better armor from the people that you basically hire to come into your town. Like, oh, you hired a blacksmith. You hired uh, someone to make armor, someone to make potions. And that lets you get further and further into the dungeons to get more and more valuable stuff to sell. Um, It's a really great gameplay loop. I I thought it was extremely fun. uh, And I enjoyed my time with that game a lot.
0: Huh. Well, you've really sold me on this game. It's great, man. You should check it out. Yeah. So, so but, is it
2: better or worse than more Guacamelee?
0: Yeah, that's, that's um, the question.
2: Yeah.
1: Did you guys play either Guacamelee?
0: I played the first Clock I Melee.
2: Did not. I,
1: I played Guacamelee one. I did not play Guacamelee two. Okay. Um, well, I as much as I enjoyed Guacamelee one, like I, I've played that game basically on every platform it's been released on. Uh, like I've got all the achievements for it on, on Xbox. I've got the Platinum Trophy on. The PS3 and the PS Vita version, uh, so I I love me some Guacamole One and Guacamole Two um, is mostly really good. It's it's it's, but it is basically just more Guacamole. Um, it it doesn't lean as heavily into like, I, you know, a lot a lot of people are kind of annoyed a little bit by the original's kind of like reliance on memes for for its humor. My uh, thought it was all right, but I can see where people would be like, yeah, but yeah, Guacamole Two kind of Tries to get away from that, but I don't think the writing necessarily is strong enough to to kind of stand on its own there. But uh, the gameplay, I think, is still it's still really solid. But just I don't know. Like after I think I might have gotten my fill of Guacamelee with the first one because like I had no desire to kind of go back and hundred uh, percent the game after I beat after I mainlined it. Which um, is a bummer because I love the hell out of Guacamelee one and kind of what it represents. You know, like this. Like a, like I love you know Metroidvania games to begin with, and b like to have like it being like wrestling themed and being Lucha themed on top of that being a Hispanic dude, it's like yeah, it's like oh, this game is for me exclusively <laughs> what if what a like but you know, so I really wanted to love Guacamelee! 2 a, a lot more than I did uh, a fine game, but just not I don't know, not not quite interesting enough to for me to really sink my teeth into it.
0: Wow, this is John Moxley on Talk Is Jericho, depressing right here. Like I've been listening to you trumpet Guacamole forever. It's kind of, it's a little heartbreaking to hear you say you weren't <laughs> into this one too.
1: Uh, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you they, you they, they, they can't always replicate what what what's special about you know a, a certain game. Uh, so I mean, like, I credit them for trying. It's not like the game is bad or anything. It's just. It's just more Buckabeley. Pro- like it, it, if, yeah, it's, it's like it's fine. Like it's fine. Like it's fine that it's not like the best game I've ever played. Like it's it's still a really good game. It's just not it's I, just I, not as special.
2: I, I just think it was a it was a year of Metroidvania's. Like I'm looking at your bracket. We're gonna talk about another one that I actually had on my top ten games of the year. Like it was just a, a large year of Metroidvania's and I think it was also at that weird time when I think this came out, a game we're gonna talk about later, and then another Metroidvania all came out within the same week, so I I just don't know if it was just I don't know if it was smart for Guacamole. It mean, wasn't doing anything different that wasn't in the original Guacamole for it to kind of stand out. I just don't like out Moon like uh like uh, uh I said Moonwalker. Look at me. I uh, was <laughs> <laughs> saying what Moonlighter like to me that sounds like a more interesting game like from what I've heard about it. Uh, and, like, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, yeah, I have heard about this game. Like, just more Guacamelee, unfortunately. But mm, that's just my thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's basically where I fall on it, is that, you know, like, Guacamelee 2, you know, it's a fine game, again. Uh, it's just, you know, more of the thing that I loved before, but just not as special or interesting the second time around, uh, versus this thing that kind of... You know, like I wouldn't say like it completely revolutionizes, you know, like dungeon crawlers or, or like roguelikes or anything like that. Um but, you know, like it's just enough of a twist on, on those formulas for it to be and you know, between the music and the visual style as well. Um, you know, all that stuff, you know, really lends itself to like, like yeah, this is a game that I think most people would enjoy if if they gave it a chance.
0: So that's rifle on that. Wow. So sounds like we're so we've got one game that's more of the same versus a game with a very unique concept. And, <laughs> uh, it, it sounds like we're picking Moonlighting.
1: Yeah, I've already written it into my Yeah, back. okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations to that one there. Uh, Alta, is it on PSN?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, it's basically I, everywhere. Yeah, it's, I, looked it up, uh, yeah, I looked it up. It's on literally every platform. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to get it on Switch, it's fine there. It's If you want to get it on PS4, Xbox, PC, whatever. Whatever you feel like. On Mac? Because it's on uh, iOS? Oh, on your Macintosh computer.
0: Oh, that's next level right there. Alright, <laughs> right, well, moving on. What's the next, next matchup?
1: Alright, next matchup I've got here is um, kind of a surprise release because it wasn't because the, the the game that it's based on isn't even out yet, like uh, Bloodstained: Cir- uh, Curse of the Moon, uh, which kind of what like what's the what's the other Bloodstained game that that was kickstarted like a million years ago? It's
2: um, it comes out this year. Let me actually look up the title.
1: Yeah, uh, like in a month, like it's finally coming out very soon. Oh, and it looks so good.
2: It
0: does. It, does. it does look great.
1: It does. Um, but they're like, hey, uh, that game's out and wa- that game might be a while. So here's this other game that we made in the meantime. Was like Bloodstained oh. Ritual okay. Night. Yes, there you go. Ritual of the Night. Um, yeah, so there, that's that's the one side of this matchup, and then the other one, um, a game that I I really really wanted to play but just never got the chance to. It's uh, Octopath Traveler.
0: Ooh, uh, okay. Well, I've got a clear favorite in this one, my friends. Okay. As uh, me and the wife, you know, it's not often that we get on the same on par on the same page when it comes to a video game, but. We dove headfirst into Octopath Traveler.
1: Mm.
0: Now, just a quick backstory this was made by some people who worked on various Final Fantasy titles. And not unlike AEW, like, they had their own ideas <laughs> of, on how to make uh, Final Fantasy games or how to make a role playing game. So they're like, all right, let's take some of the things we learned and put it into this new title here. And Square's like, okay, you can have the back office back there. <laughs> and go make your game. And they made a really, really good game. Like uh, the stories of all the characters in there are very interesting. The The fighting mechanics and it's traditional turn-based, but with like a new concept where you have to find out what your enemy is weak to. And if you plug away at their weaknesses, they'll break, which essentially staggers them, which can help you avoid sure kill moves where – they do a lot of damage and you want to avoid it because it'll typically wipe out half your party. So you, now you want to time the staggers and what have you. And they're each good at their own thing. However, it is possible to learn other people's techniques. So you can have an entire squad to doing the same thing, which sometimes you need in order to beat certain enemies. So there's a lot of strategy and the graphics, despite it's, Sort of a throwback to The retro 8-bit look They also do a lot to make it look really, really cool it's like gorgeous It is, and the music Is just fantastic <laughs> I, I love it It's so great And it's so replayable too It's like my wife played it like twice Then she got hooked back Into Breath of the Wild again, but that's a story For another podcast so, <laughs> But no, it, it's a fantastic Bit of business, and it's and yeah, it's not just cutesy. Like, there's like one of the adventurers is a friggin' prostitute, and you watch uh, the one of the boss characters kill her best friend in front of her, and now you're going at them, wanting to kill them. I'm like, all right, right on. Right. <laughs> so, like, I, I actually like Joe didn't have it on the first draft, and that was one of the ones where like, no, 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 you, you need to add this shit back in there. <laughs> so, so you know, here,
2: here's my question, Malcolm: Have you did you play Bravely Default or Bravely Second?
0: I haven't played Bravely Default. Uh that was uh on the D three D S, right? Yes, both of them are on three DS, yes. Yeah. I didn't have the means to play it back then, but I heard good things about it.
2: Okay, so that's my only big my biggest problem with it is I I really liked Octopath Traveler. I really did. Um I really hate how sometimes these things get bracketed because like these are two that I I'm not ready for this fight right now. But it is <laughs> what it is. Um I really like Octopath Traveler, but to me there was a lot of stuff like it. There was a lot of stuff that it really cribbed from Bradley Default, which this studio, that was the big game that this studio did. And I think Bradley Default has a better story. I think well, what do Traveler does really well is they have really good individual stories. And I think Bradley Default just did a better overall story, um, you know, better. Um, and I, I'm i not in love with all eight characters, which that can be a slug when you're going through other people's like stories that you're not really – you know, a fan of that's my biggest problem with that. Uh, for for really default, but Bloodstained Circle of the Moon. Um So Curse I this Moon. a Curse of the Moon. I'm sorry, uh, it is a, it's a Castle. <laughs> Circle
1: of the Moon is a fine game,
2: though. but but so but that's okay. So Curse of the Moon, that's my thing. Like so, this game was on. I ended up putting this game in my top ten of twenty of 2018, and I bought this game on a whim because I'm not the biggest Itigaki, uh like, I'm not the biggest, uh, his his Castlevania fan, like a fan of his Castlevania style. But, like, I'd heard people talking about it. It was like, oh, this is pretty fun. And I was like, okay, well, it's $10. Like, w- let's see how it is. And <laughs> it's so good. And just like, it is the perfect, like, pixel art, you know, depiction of one of those, like, Castlevania 3. Like, it is a Omar. It sort of looks Castlevania. like Castlevania 1. <laughs> Well, it looks like Castlevania 1, but it, it really is actually more in the spirit of Castlevania 3, especially with changing in the characters, like being able to swap between the three characters. Like it's – I mean the four characters, excuse me. Right. It's so great, and then like the boss battles are so like in, like intuitive in the design of it. It's like they're just these huge spectacles. Like if you have not played uh, Bloodstained, please, it's like $15. It is definitely one of the – like. Best things you can spend your money on. It, any, Nt creates like they just do really good stuff. Uh, you know, it's just such a really, really good game. Um, hmm. yeah, because I, I did buy
1: Bloodstain because um, I think it is only ten dollars, like you said. Um, and I don't know, man, I couldn't quite <laughs> get into it because I mean, I don't know, like I, like I love the uh, his his typical like you know, he wants to call them Iggy or whatever. It's like, you know, Metroid It's Like Metroid did it first. Dude. Come on. <laughs> but, but, that's a, but that's a different story. Um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of like the OG Castlevanias like on NES or even Super Castlevania. Uh, so uh, it's kind of rough going back to, to Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. And, and like, I, I can appreciate, you know, the music, the music is excellent. It's uh, true, the, yeah. the, 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 you know, I can, the, the art, because um, it's such a great recreation of those NES games, but then you get to the boss fights, and like the bosses are like so intricately <laughs> like designed and animated. It's like holy shit. Um, but man, you're like yeah, I just don't really love playing those games actually that much. So um, that 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 kind of wears off. That charm wears off on me pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I hate to kind of just write it off <laughs> so quickly, uh, especially against. You know, no, that's game. fine.
0: You do what you need to do.
1: <laughs> Especially a game like Octopath, which is, as much as I love to look of, like I didn't actually play. Um, but yeah, if I were to pick one of these two, like it, it would probably be
0: Octopath. Hooray! And don't feel too bad. Uh, Castlevania Three <laughs> did blood stain better anyway. Anyway, moving on.
2: No, it did. No, it did <laughs> <laughs> it. Speaking <laughs> of bad two bad games let's talk about it let's talk about the two <laughs> worst games of this whole bracket objectively two bad games
1: let's go oh man uh oh well, all right one objectively bad game and one bad they're okay, both not great upon <laughs> <laughs> is... reflection maybe not amazing but i i had a, a, a way better time with a way out than i did with detroit become human uh which is the next two games in all right, this,
0: this, okay, this okay. In the bracket was Travis saying both objectively bad games? Yes,
2: yes. In, in what context?
0: It's, you don't uh, like the guy I, who made the game? That's, that's no, what I have to deal with. Joe, I
2: think Detroit. I think Detroit is one of the worst written games of all time. And when you're making one of those <laughs> games, it better be written really well. That game's the game story is the worst story. It probably not the worst story of video games. No, because there there have been other David Cage games, but. <laughs> It is it is easily one of the worst stories of 2018. In a year that should have had some of the dumber stories. Like, that game, the main conceit of it is, hey, man, isn't racism bad? What if we had bad robots, though? It, it's, <laughs> it's really, really not great. Um, a Way Out is a little bit better. I think it the story is still really hokey and dumb. Uh, I think the co-op mechanic is really fun. But, yeah um they're both objectively bad games
1: (laughs) well i i will say that i enjoyed my time with the way out i played to that game uh in like two sittings with my best friend uh and yeah like the writing is hokey like you said it's it's not super (laughs) creative um but where it really shines is is that game that co-op gameplay like we had a lot of fun doing the doing basically doing all, all the goofy like partner stuff uh in that game and, and you know like they it has it has a lot of great ideas like it's like all right like there'll be sequences or it's like all right you're like when you're controlling one character over here um while the other guy is like in a cutscene, and it's like and it, and it like you both you both see the same screen basically at the same time like like there's no way to play this game like single player like it's purely a co-op game whether it's couch co-op or online uh and you both have the same view of what's going on basically like um and I think that's really neat like I think it's really novel Um, and I think even as hokey as, and like, telegraphed as the ending actually is, like, what happens there, um, that's still a really neat idea, like, once, like, just from a gameplay perspective, it's like, okay, cool, um, this is, like, um, like, yeah, so basically what the story is, is like, oh, it's two prisoners busting out of prison, um, but hey, it turn, like oh, I mean, I'll probably just spoil the game now. Like hey, it turns out one of them is a cop or whatever. <laughs> to are getting revenge on the other one, Ooh. uh, for having killed his partner or something goofy. Oh, thanks uh, yeah. For, for,
0: thanks for saving me thirty bucks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and it comes it like and it all comes down to to a head up there, and, and like all of a sudden you guys are on this rooftop, and it becomes a one v one death match. And it's like holy shit, what the fuck? Uh, so the double. The screen dry. just splits, it, like it's screen <laughs> like the screen just splits in half, uh, and say like, oh, like. It's really cool. I think that is really cool. And I I think it's worth playing through that for that. Um, Even as the story is completely predictable and and corny, like that's fine, (laughs) but at least it has a lot of lot going for it. Gameplay wise, I think.
0: All right. So a few things here, Travis calling Detroit, the worst story of 2018. Uh, Go buy The Quiet Man and get back to me on that, okay? Quiet <laughs> man,
2: you need to have actual dialogue for there to be a story. I don't believe that game has a story. Dan Rob Parker, and that's the only reason why it's not the worst game of
0: 2018. Okay. First game. of all, that is as dumb as I can't make it because I'm baking a crumb cake. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, you're like. All right, how many games do we have that have no dialogue? I mean, friggin' any. Look at Limbo and Inside, and those have good stories there that you can pick. No, out. I'm just saying
2: that A Quiet Man, you cannot say that the story is bad because you haven't heard the story.
0: I, I actually have. It's I, I actually have. and it's, He's, he's it's, saying that you
1: literally can't hear the game. Cause I, I know game. you can't hear the game, but
0: it's, <laughs> it's we, still a silly cop-up. So. It, it's,
2: <laughs> look, I'm... Uh,
0: all right.
2: Now, now, I also people, think. People, I also okay. I also legitimately think there are really bad story beats in Detroit. Become uh, almost human. Become human. 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 to human. Like I, I think there's legitimately bad story beats. I don't think this game's pre. The, this game's premise about racism. I don't think it actually hits. And I, I think it's like. When it's laughably bad, it's laughably it's laughably bad. Like the fuck, the the fucking the the um the bus scene, <laughs> the bus scene. Like alone is like it was memed as soon as she was like, "There's no way that they had like it it I I so I played it because like I'm also playing um the the zombie game that came out this year um days gone right, the day <laughs> days gone. Okay. And Days Gone has that meme where the chick was, like, talking about her ring or whatever, like, <laughs> or talking about, like, I hope you ride me like the motorcycle. it's like, okay, that's the dumbest. <laughs> ride me as oh, hard gosh. as you ride your motorcycle. <laughs> but it, it like, the, the story actually in the game builds that moment up. Like, it's not something that's just, like, out of context. You right, say, out of context, <laughs> it's
1: stupid as hell.
2: But, like, <laughs> right. I'm sure there's some, like, in context, I'm sure it's not terrible. <laughs> I So I'm playing Detroit thinking, well, maybe out of context, this looks really dumb. No, that is the context of that scene. It's <laughs> like that whole movie. That whole movie. The whole game is, "Hey, did you guys know racism exists?" Let me tell you, like a five year old is giving you this, this whole you know book report. I wouldn't be as hard about it if this wasn't the conceit of the game and what David Cage was trying to do. Detroit is a bad game. it is like let's not we we we. On a premise, we cannot go to that premise. It is not a bad because it is a really inherently bad game because your game is a it is a narrative focused game. That is the whole conceit of it, and it fails on that conceit.
0: So, Telltale uh, game,
2: <laughs> except uh, except bad, except bad.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, look. Um, I mean, I'm like, not okay. Uh, J- just like, spi- like, like, go ahead, right. Joe. Go ahead, Joe.
1: All right, well, because, like, like, like T.L. here said, it's, 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 the conceit of the game is narrative, like, the, the idea, the entire point of David Cage's games is that he wants to tell you a story, and, like, just, the stories are always bad, and, like, just not as original as he thinks they are, like, one, like, the whole racism angle is like, oh, yeah, like, like he said, are you worried that there's racism? Yes, David Cage, I've lived 32 years as a fucking Salvadoran dude, uh, I, I'm acutely aware of how racism works, um, especially in our current climate. Hey, did you did you know we're all gangbangers and rapists? Fantastic. Um, and two, like just and and the the, the 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 vehicle he's chosen to tell this story is hey, androids. <laughs> it's like oh, literally every fucking android
2: story. Told over the last forty years is like no, because these (laughs) when they're bad, they have a red blinking light on. They have a red blinking light. Oh my god! (laughs) But but spoilers, they can take that red blinking light off, and now they look like human. And then, do you know that we are all the same?
0: Okay. 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 Come on. Like, I robot. They turn. They went from blue to red when they turn bad. So that's like. Yeah,
1: that was bad too, Malcolm. <laughs> that's it was, because it was else bad. bad like... doesn't it doesn't All right. All right. If I did just... it 15 years later, it makes it worse. Actually.
0: <laughs> okay. Look. 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 Just so I can say my piece on this game, so we can move on here. Like, number one, there's going to be pl- plenty of hills for me to die on in this tournament. Like when Travis is trying to vote out God of War, when it makes it to Tetris 99 or whatever <laughs> the Tetris that it's going up against is. Tetris effect. thank you. Uh, then I'll die on that hill. Detroit, I, I liked it. I, I'm a sucker for sci-fi stories, sorry. I, I, thought it was, I thought I enjoyed it. Friends of mine enjoyed it. And I remember when it was a tech demo named Kara, so it was kind of cool to see it turn from that into an actual game. Name. And on top of that, I don't hate David Cage with a fiery passion like every podcaster I know apparently
2: hates. Oh, let, let me let me make no that no, point. no no we're not I getting care. into it. No, fuck I man. don't care. No, no, I don't care about David Cage. I mm. I think he's mad problematic. I mean, Ken Levine's mad problematic. He made one of my favorite games of all time in Bioshock Infinite. Like, so I okay. understand. But I just think this game is bad. It doesn't matter about David Cage. I think it's a bad game. Like
1: I would love for one of these quantum game games to be good for once, because like one, like 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 they're always gorgeous. Like watch, like seeing this thing on my PS4 Pro is like Jesus. Like all right, like he's he's like they're squeezing out everything they can uh, on a purely like graphical level. But like at some point, like these stories have to just be more than like a first draft fucking high school fucking sci-fi story that it's like it like he like he wants to build it up as super impressive that he wrote like five thousand pages or whatever the fuck but like if none of them hit like who cares how long it is it's like it's like
0: it's always so contrived and just so i will give you this it does feel like cage just wants to make a movie and like
1: he should make a movie it'd be so much
0: easier for
1: him to make a movie and like we could all just stop pretending that (laughs) These things are important when they're not because they have nothing to say.
0: And you won't and need higher, to make three million endings.
1: I can edit his shit.
0: All right. So listen.
1: Like, he, I, <laughs> like I'm convinced he's the only writer at that studio. Well, and there's no one to tell him no.
0: Well, there are other writers, but it's like Vince McMahon syndrome, I'm sure, where it's like <laughs> ultimately it's him. But listen, I knew when this got on here was being voted on in the first round. So I'm not going to dwell on this too long. That's fine. I just thought it should have been mentioned. And even if it's just on the Cinderella, where, let's face it, we're arguing over who gets to be killed by God of War. But (laughs) at the end of the day, I thought it deserved to be mentioned, it's mentioned, and I think we can agree it's voted out. Yes, we can definitely agree Uh, on all
1: of those points.
0: (laughs) All right, so that being said, moving on, Joe, what's the next match? Oh, man. (sighs) You okay, buddy? You need to to take a break?
1: Yeah No, we gotta get to this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so next matchup. Um two very different games here. Mm. Uh probably the two most like mismatched games uh just stylistically uh, out of this whole bracket. And that's uh boy, what's Fist of the North Star. Uh oh. God, what's the rest what's the rest of that game called? we don't uh, need North to mention because
0: fast free just get Fist of the North Star in the next bracket,
1: <laughs> Uh versus uh Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Mm. One game I've completed. One game I've only played a demo for.
2: <laughs> I will say because it will not go past. And who either, I'm like, this is just a very lukewarm Lost Paradise. I like. I really enjoyed Shadow Shadow of the Tomb Raider for what I saw. I watched someone play it. Did not play it. I feel like that is the actual real win for me. I don't. I've never. I haven't seen anything of Fist in North star, but I have a feeling it will win. Um, and that's fine. I I have no dog in a fight. I just want to say shout out Tomb Raider. That's how you, that's how you get a mention. I think there are some some problems with that game, but I think overall I enjoyed the time with it. So shout out
0: Tomb Raider. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I will also give a shout out to the Tomb Raider, some props here. I mean, I thought on the end of the day, it's a very cool trilogy. I thought they did some really interesting stuff with it. That being said, my favorite gaming studio, (laughs) who's the studios. Like, and I was nervous. Because you yeah, know they're they're going outside the comfort zone, and that comfort zone is called yakuza games. So I was I was <laughs> curious how they would do with a pro- let alone a property like Fist of the north. Yeah, I, Star. I was afraid
1: it, I was afraid that it would go the platinum games route, where their original stuff is like incredible, but anytime it gives them a license, it's like ah. Uh.
0: <laughs> but little did we know that it made so much fucking sense for this gaming studio to do this game. <laughs> It is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and I'll I'll say this up front right now. Like, this, this game
1: is the only exposure I've ever had to Fist of North Star as a property. Even though, like, I know this manga slash anime has been around for, like, what? Like, damn near 40 years at, oh, at this point? Oh, uh, World
0: 1980,
2: War yeah. 1984.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah, so 35
0: years. <laughs> like, I think one of the first anime movies I watched when I was, well five or four, was Fist of the North Star. So yeah, it's been around (laughs) forever. But yeah, like, everything you see in that game, that's Fist of the North Star. Like, (laughs) people exploding, Kinshaw just killing people.
1: Man, you blow up so many dudes even in just a fucking demo. It's crazy. It's wonderful,
0: (laughs) is what you mean. (laughs) It is is Jossie's favorite favorite, uh, anime. I believe it. Wait, John Cena?
2: Really? Yeah, he's, he's said it in multiple interviews. His favorite movie of all time is just the door star. He's showing us his...
0: the Make-A-Wish kids. Get out of here. <laughs> hey, sorry about the cancer. You want to watch an anime? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I could see him saying that. I could see him saying that.
0: Man. Oh, but. You know, that being said, you know. I, I, I they really hit it out of the park, and it's one of the big reasons. Uh, granted, it's kind of closer to their comfort zone, but why I'm looking forward to judgment so much. You know, hopefully, if no no other oh, yeah. actors takes cocaine or anything like that, in any <laughs> man,
1: that's what a fucking wild story that is. Ooh, but ooh. that's for a wholly diff- That's a totally different conversation. Oh god! But
0: anyway, uh, I I'm gonna just throw it out there. My my vote goes with uh, Fist of the North Star. Um okay
1: um let me see let me just talk because i'm not even sure honestly yeah yeah so, talk it out some so, more.
0: so I'm, just, I'm just gonna talk it
1: out loud i'm just gonna talk it out loud and we'll see where i end up at the end yeah yeah i i was just Here, like obviously I'll, I'll, make you,
2: I'll make you have to make a decision i'm gonna vote for tomb raider on the fact that i have not played fist of the North star <laughs> and i enjoyed my time with tomb raider
1: yeah uh i'll just i will just say to you that that fist of the north star has a demo up. Uh, it's about like half an hour long you can check it out if you want yeah, yeah.
0: it gives you what um, you need to know about the game pretty much
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I played through Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and, you know, like, I, I enjoyed those, those, well, I mean, I guess they're not the actual first two, but, you know, for the, for the trilogy, obviously, uh, the first two Tomb Raiders. Uh, and I love those games a lot. Like, I played those games, and, you know, I thought, you know, the direction that they went was incredible. Uh, and, you know, there's obviously a continuation of that. Um, but, you know, I kind of felt like I was playing that game kind of on autopilot. <laughs> um, like I Like, I played through that game pretty recently, and I couldn't tell you what actually happens uh, <laughs> by the end of it. Um, all I remember is that, you know, Lara kind of comes through fucking, I guess, what is it, Cozumel at first, then she ends up in Peru and kind of just fucks up all these natives, <laughs> these indigenous people, this entire shit. uh and, makes some basically every, calls, yeah. and basically everything that happens is like completely 100% her fault. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay. Uh, and of course she's the person that has to save everybody. It's like, all right, this is a really weird... <laughs> What a weird game, what a weird story you're trying to tell to Tomb Raider uh, as as a Hispanic dude, but whatever. Um, the gameplay is fine, wrote <laughs> what it is. Um, and I just feel like they didn't really, I don't know, like, I guess I shouldn't expect them to, like, rewrite what, you know, what they've been doing with those last two Tomb Raider games. But I just didn't feel like, I, I don't know, I guess I, it's kind of like this Guacamelee syndrome where it's like, yeah, I've, I've kind of done this a lot already. Um, and the story that you're telling around it just doesn't compelled me enough to really be excited about it. Um, but you know, it, it's, it is, it's again, like <laughs> Guacamelee. like it's a good game. Like, it's not bad at all. Like it looks incredible, especially on Xbox one X where I played it. And it's like, like, you know, they've got like a, like an unlocked frame, like a 60 frames version and a, and a 4k version. And you can just switch between them seamlessly without having to like restart the game completely. Like, it's really like, it's just a rock solid ass game. Um, Whereas Fist of the North Star, you know, like, it's just, like, I've, like, within the last year, like, I played through, like, four Yakuza games, having never played them before. Like, and I think those games are fucking incredible. Uh, so to play this game and to kind of find that formula in, in, in it as well, like, it's basically, it's literally a Yakuza game with a fucking Fist of the North Star skin slapped on top of it. Um, And you can take that however you will. Like, either that's super contrived or you think that's really great. Um, I'm kind of lean more towards... Pretty great, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like that formula is kind of better suited to those Yakuza yeah, games than to to this anime. But I don't know. Um, I feel like I haven't really convinced myself one way or the other uh, here.
2: Um, to me, objectively, it sounds like you're leaning more Fist of North Star. Like, like honestly, like, what did you have more fun playing?
1: Um, I mean, like I said, I only played the demo for Fist of North Star, so I, I don't feel like I've gotten, like a whole lot. To like authoritatively say uh, on Fist of North Star because that wasn't super long. Like it, like there is this weird like it, it, they show off like this weird like driving element that I don't know if I would enjoy it as.
2: Well. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, so that's the, so the thing about Fist of North Star, it is just bad acts. Like yeah. not, not, not the game itself, but like the anime is literally just yeah because that game isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is why Rage is not doing so well right now. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, no, I mean, Fist of North Star, like I said, um, as an anime, if we're talking about an anime property, uh, I've just never, it's a before my time thing, so I've just never really kind of got into it, so, uh, I'm doing, like, the Yadro Shrug right now, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess based on all this, I guess it should be Fist of North Star to go on, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see, well, yeah, I guess it's Fist of
0: North Star, huh? <laughs> okay. Cool. All righty.
1: That was least enthusiastic <laughs> out of this whole bracket.
0: Yeah, I mean, the demo is essentially a mission and a boss fight, but... Plus that driving segment, which, again, wasn't, like, super great. <laughs> yeah, but I, I had fun. Like, it, it's one of the best demos ever just because, like, okay, yeah, this they nail it. <laughs> it just yeah. gets it right up across to you. Uh, but it's one of... One of those games where I've only played a little bit of it. I like rented it off a trial off of Gamefly for like a little bit, but I had to return it for whatever reason. But it was a hell of a lot of fun. Like I, I'm waiting for it to go on sale or when I have money to just buy it outright. So yeah. right. Wait, if
2: we all never played it why are we putting this in a Tomb Raider? <laughs> That's a fair point. Well <laughs> because I, I mean I mean, here's my thing, it's like yes, it is more Tomb Raider, but we don't know what flaws may have been within *Business of North Star. Like it could that I mean it could fucking lose its fucking luster after doing that for like ten hours, so like
0: mm, from what I from what I've experienced, not really. just from yeah,
2: but, but uh, we're not talking about a full game. And like, yeah, Tomb Raider is Tomb Raider, but I mean that's more Tomb Raider is also fine. <laughs> uh, you know, like,
0: well to you like going by what Joe's example he remembers going to Peru and remembers uh, Laura fucking up a bunch of times but it sounds like nothing really stuck with him
2: yeah but we also played a 30-minute trailer a 30-minute uh you know demo so I that, that would be my, my only my only pushback on it is we can't say that this is such a great game when nobody has played all the way through it, right. you know. To be fair, that, you know how quick this hard.
0: tournament would be if we excluded all <laughs> games we haven't played all. No, the no, way. No,
2: no, no. I'm <laughs> not saying not played through. I'm just saying like we can't say like it had this such memorable experience when like collectively it has been like what maybe seven hours of total gameplay
0: <laughs> between. No, between the us? no, it's not how, seven how, hours. How long did you play? Hey, who me? Yes. Ten hours, but I, I thought you were saying like it only has a total of seven hours. And I was
2: no, like, no, no, no. I'm saying like play between the, like the three of us, we're looking at ten and a half hours. You know, of 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 actual like not just a total gameplay, but just of, like immersion in the gameplay. You know, yeah. like uh, I, I think this would be the weakest one to fight for to move forward. That's just my only thing. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying like. To me just it
0: would seem weird to push this one aside so so here's my my dog in the fight or whatever, so I actually I bought Shadow of the Tomb Raider and here's the thing I played I a, a few levels and then I stopped caring, like Joe got farther than me, but it lost my interest to be frank. And meanwhile, with Fist of the North Star, I played roughly around the same amount of time, and I really want to get the game to finish it. So that's where my conclusion is coming from, for myself. What Joe wants to do is up to him, but that's where I lie on this. Like, in the end of the day, I want to go back and play more more friggin' Fist of the North Star as soon as they stop releasing fucking games for me to play. But, uh... (laughs) I, I did. I really enjoyed it. it. There was a fun factor there, and on top of that, it. While, while you may not like the anime, and you know, it's not like my favorite anime of all time. It's like a, it's like something I remember watching when I was younger. But it, it's impressive how well they capture the spirit of that. There have been plenty of games that try to make a game off an anime, and. Yeah, they really just made, wanted to make a fighting game, and that's what—that's the franchise they got stuck with. But to me, I thought they nailed it. Like, I feel like
2: you're making an argument for something early that later on that I would have huge problems with. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like you're having an argument for something that's going to be on the bracket later on that I—I I disagree. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, or even again, I understand, Joe. If you are—if you do feel that much that strongly about um, about Fist of North Star. I completely understand it. Um, that's why I just—I would just make that observation. That was just my observation in that.
1: Mm. I will say, if 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 it was alluring enough, I would have bought the game and <laughs> played it through already. Um, and yeah, like I got like mostly I was turned off by that by that driving segment, and I don't, I don't know how much that factors into the the overall game. Um, but it's not something I'd, I'd necessarily look forward to doing for for a lot of hours. Um, And, you know, like, there's a lot of redeeming stuff in in Tomb Raider, Um, you know, like that, like, you know, the actual puzzles and and whatnot are are still really good. Um, I I do hate getting into any sort of gunfight because I think those are not necessarily great. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, like, it's it's a fine game. Like, I. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like. I might have more fun with Fist of the North Star, but I guess I mean you're not wrong. Like I don't know for sure if I would. (laughs) Um Yeah, honestly this is these are the weakest two games in the bracket. Or maybe one of the weakest games in the bracket. Uh whatever, two murder. Let's just put two murder. Who cares?
0: (laughs) All right. You happy now, Travis?
2: I'm not. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm not <laughs>
0: Don't fight for it if you're not happy about it. Sure. No, no.
2: I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't fighting for it. You about, fought for it. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't totally fighting. for it. Fight for it. it there. I was literally just saying, like it just logically, it made no sense.
0: Uh... All right. <laughs> so, Joe, we're on the final game, or did, was that the final matchup there?
1: The, you know, it's only it's only four matchups. Uh, this is a, a this a these are eight games. So um, after this, we are moving on to.
0: Uh, what the fuck? Oh, I'm guessing the crumb cake is done. <laughs> uh,
2: nope, <laughs> the crumb cake has been done. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Maybe um, cooling off. The-
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so that concludes uh, just the first round of uh, of what
2: we're doing here. Right. Uh, so we're moving on to the next round. Semifinals. Uh, got, yeah. Um, yeah, semifinals. So, I mean, this is this is easy, right? Because the finals are going to be octopathed. A Tomb Raider, right? Uh, I don't know that. I'm not there for sure yet. <laughs> Tomb Raider's uh, gonna die in the alter okay, yeah, let's go. Let's go ahead and go. <laughs> all right. Uh, 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 so Octopath versus uh, Moonlighter. Moonlighter. Uh, I have not played Moonlighter. As I said earlier, I actually did play Octopath. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, again, I think pff, to me, the two that last to Octopath, uh Bloodstain, those were the two top in this bracket they played against each other so like right now I'm definitely on team Octopath is <laughs> uh, a really fucking good game uh, I just think it is a little bit too long uh, which is probably why I won't hang against God of War honestly uh, but it's a really really fucking good game um, yeah I just I haven't played Moonlighter and that, that sucks because I really do want to play it it seems really interesting but I love
0: Octopath a lot I, I will say that Joe really sold me on on Moonlighter with the, this conversation, so I do want to look into it afterwards. Uh, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm the inverse of Travis here, where it's like I did not play Octopath, but I I loved 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 when I played Moonlighter. Uh, but but go ahead. Uh,
0: actually, it's probably better you
1: get your opinion out here. Um, uh, I mean, like, uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, because Octopath seems like such a such a great game. Like, I don't want to say any disparaging about it because like it's. Like I haven't played it, and it looks really good from what I've seen and heard. Um, but like from what I, like I've I've played a ton of Moonlighter, like and there were like like there aren't really any weak points to it um, along the way. Like there, it doesn't really, you know, you can, you get it, the game is paced really well. Like you don't have to go more than the few make a f- more than a few trips to reach dungeon to to get to the end boss at the end of it. Uh, and you know that gameplay loop is so satisfying. You know, opening the store during the day and you know. Plunging for loot at night, uh, whereas you know, like Octopath seems like it's like 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 TL just said, like it seems maybe a little bloated. Like eight characters to play through sounds like a lot, <laughs> um, and and that's kind of like one of the things that kind of keeps me from going and getting that game and checking it out fully. Um, but that's really all I can say uh, about Octopath really. Um, so so go ahead there. Right.
0: <laughs> well, obviously my vote. Going with the Travis theorem of, you know, go with the one that you played. Um, Moonlighter, I will say it it I like the concept and the idea of it, but Jesus Christ did I play a lot of Octopath Traveler <laughs> and did I was I emotionally invested. Like I remember I, I it started with the demo, like uh in my D and D group is where I first heard of it really. Like I, I heard about it and then my DM was talking about how good it is and how much they nail things. So there's a demo out, which if you have the Switch, you can download the demo and try it out if you're on the edge edge about it. So I try I played it and it, it's a really, really good demo because there's a really awesome weapon that you can get in the game through the demo. And then t- if you buy, get the game, it comes over with you. Uh, but – And on top of that, you could try out, like, pretty much every story, which is what I did. I played the demo, like, eight times just so I could play as everybody. And I was enjoying it so much. I was taking pictures of the TV screen and texting them to Sandra, my wife. They just like, oh, my God, this game is so interesting and cool. Like, I would take, like, little shots of stuff I found funny, serious moments. (laughs) Then she got into it. And then we were both playing. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to get it off Amazon while I can. And this is back when I had that cool discount discount that disappeared for Prime members, but I got it. We played it, and we were actually like comparing our playthroughs. Like I would find an area she hadn't, and I would show her where to find it. She would find a place I hadn't heard of before. She'd tell me how to find it. It kind of reminded me of Zelda in that respect, and uh, I-, I just had a tremendous amount of fun. Like it- if you haven't played it, it's one of the, le- it's one of the lesser known. even though it was like for for a while you couldn't get the game it was like sold out everywhere but i feel like it doesn't get enough credit it's just that fun of a game so i heavily recommend it and that's one of the big reason it gets my vote here
1: yeah i mean and that that sounds like that's something that's like that's something like that is missing from like moonlighter like moonlighter like inherently can't have you know discovering areas and talking to people about it because it is a roguelike you know the dungeons change every time you go into it um and, you know, as you power up your armor and your weapons, it gets easier to get to the end of it. But, you know, you're never seeing the same thing twice. And, you know, that's fine. Like, that's that's like there's a lot of fun to be had with that. But there is something else to be said with like discovering uh, cool shit and being able to share that with people and, you know, checking it out yourself for yourself. Um, and yeah, as much as I, I love Moonlighter um, out of this entire list of eight games, it's my favorite game on here. But I've got no problem with Aquapath kind
2: of going over it. Uh, Y'all already killed my favorite game on here, so. <laughs> Which game no, was that? That's fine. Uh, I was Bloodstained.
0: Oh. Okay. That was Detroit. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Detroit. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's like every know. Soul... Up until Dark Souls 3, like, every Souls game that was on this tournament would be voted out in the first round, and it was... It it's sucked for me.
2: One of them made it into the second round one time. No, the, Dark I, Souls 3.
0: Did...
2: <laughs> I, I think I may have contributed to that, and I don't feel bad about it. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it. Bloodstain is a better Souls game, anyway. Well, it could. Let's say, but uh, Bloodborne, Bloodborne—that's the name of the game. Okay,
0: all right. So let's go to the last <laughs> semifinal here, and what is right. it again, Joe? Uh,
1: that is a Way Out versus uh, Tomb Raider.
0: <laughs> well. You guys discuss it then, I because pl- I played neither game. So. Fantastic. Awesome. Okay. Oh wait, wait, no, no. I I, I played Tomb Raider, so so
2: Tomb Raider is going to lose because you did not care for Tomb Raider. But <laughs> here's my thing. My initial premise, initially, Tomb Raider again, it's not a great game. I'll give you that. It is very boring, especially when you're actually done with the lore story guy. Like, do you even know what like the the big like. The dude who is—I think he's Hispanic, but he also looks like he may be Samoan. Oh, his I'm, deal is no. I, think he's, I don't know what that guy's deal is. <laughs> like actually, no. okay. Did they hook up
1: around, at any he, time? Because he, he gets around Latin America pretty easily, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but that he looks like
2: he's—he looks like he's Samoan. Yeah, or like I don't know some know what kind he's of Pacific Islander. Like I don't know. I don't know what
0: guy's deal. I, I kind of thought uh, he was Samoan to be honest. A, a,
2: a perfectly fun character,
1: perfectly yes. nice
2: guy, but
1: I have uh, no idea what his deal
0: is. Yeah, um,
2: so, I mean, I get it, but man, a way out fucking, it, like, it's so fucking corny, and the only thing that's fun is playing with your friends, like, it literally is, you're not playing with your friend, you're playing a game. Well, I mean, it is impossible
1: to play with anyone you don't know, like, there's no, like, random matchmaking to play through, like, oh well, like, well, yeah, you have to invite, it, it is purely a, an experience that you can only have with, like, people that you know, right? one,
2: one way or another. And that's fine. And, it, and it, that works. But if you actually look at it objectively, you're like, man, this is fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> so my vote is for Tomb Raider. I understand if A Way Out wins. Because um, like, Tomb Raider was a hard fight anyway. Uh, so I'm okay with it. I just think Tomb Raider is a very fine game. And I think in like, in like four years, when they do the Tomb Raider 8K edition, <laughs> and, and we through through, everyone's like, oh, this game was, you know, this game was fine. And that's going to be the legacy of
0: that game. Yeah, it's funny that you say that, because I remember rebuying the first, well, not the first, the reboot of Tomb Raider when I got the PS4. And then waiting patiently for the uh, sequel that began as an exclusive on Xbox to show up on PS4. And I played them through okay. So, and Oh, by the way, the guy's name is Jonah, by the way. That
1: doesn't
2: help. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the imposing help uh, Samoan all. guy. Yeah,
2: but I could also be, like, that's, it's a it's a biblical name, so that could be a Samoan guy, or it could be, like, a dude from, like, from a Hispanic country. Like, it's a I, I don't know. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> okay. I, uh, no I was idea. trying to help and you, you know what? figure out his ethnicity,
2: you know
1: motherfucker. What? I was just saying, and that, you know that's what? what his name was. <laughs> and you know what? I refuse to look it up beyond that. <laughs> beyond yep. his yep. I'm just going to let that float in the ether, and one day we'll find out. Definitively, but it's not just like
2: some white guy with a really deep tan. I'll be very all
0: right. So, Joe, where are you voting?
1: Um, man, like, only out is corny as hell. Like, I like when after I I played that game, like, it's like as soon as I played that game, I was like, man, that game to me was like, I was like, man, that was really fun, that was really good. Um, but you know, over time, that, like this was months ago. at By this point, like damn near a year ago. <laughs> um, and you know, like reflecting on it, it's like, yeah, all that writing was pretty hokey, pretty hack, <laughs> if anything. Um, and really, the it the game really doesn't work. Uh, without it being a co-op game, like that playing through that stuff is is really neat. Um, but like without
2: that co-op conceit. It's, the game is nothing. <laughs> the game would be nothing. Um, and look, Malcolm, you said David Cage earlier. But I was going to take a shot at a creator, it'd be the motherfucker who came on stage talking about, oh, fuck the Oscars. And then you write this garbage. <laughs>
1: uh, hey, man, but he wrote Brothers, and that was pretty good. <laughs> he did write Brothers. <laughs> he, he, did. he does have one good thing under his belt, which is something David Cage absolutely cannot say. <laughs>
2: So I'm kind of torn. With Fahrenheit this. is fine. Fahrenheit is fine.
1: <laughs> the opening of Fahrenheit is fine and then it becomes absolutely not fine at all
2: immediately
0: after. That. It's like I will give the creator credit for that fuck the Oscars comment. It was fun. It it was memorable. Like it was one of the most memorable things on that show. Like
1: I mean I don't disagree with his sentiment.
0: <laughs> uh so Faced with a conundrum here because, like, on the one hand, I really only play Tomb Raider, so it makes more logical sense for me to vote that. However, if you didn't like it, like, I understand you voted yeah. for a way out, mm. but then, like, I, I know little to nothing about a way out aside from what Joe has said, so I don't really have a dog in that fight either, aside from it may upset Travis, you know, and Mr. Cake Man over here, Cake Box. <laughs> like it literally it
2: literally will not <laughs> it's like because it's wherever it wins is going to lose the next round anyway so it doesn't matter to me, okay honestly.
0: all right well i'll be objective here and uh i'll i'll go with the game that i actually played and and i played a good chunk of it and that was tomb raider so i'll go with that okay um sorry Jeff. I guess no, I oh, no. I guess I didn't say
1: it that Um you we know, am talking through it, it, it. The answer is Tomb Raider. It's a sweep. <laughs> it's unanimous? <laughs> What's unanimous? Like, I, I, <laughs> like it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a two-one split here. It, it is pretty unanimous well, after ma- all this.
0: Way to make my uh, feel. But like I will something.
1: say, if, if, if you if you can come across a copy of a way out uh, for very little to no price, if it shows up on PS Plus or whatever, or you find it for like five bucks, uh, I think it's worth playing through uh, with someone. Yes. Uh, Get um, beers, yeah. Especially you know, if, if we can do it on the couch, even better. Right. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm, like I can't sit here and say yes, you should plunk down thirty dollars for a way out. Um, I can't do that in good conscience.
0: <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of little to know, uh, Moonlighter is on sale for nine ninety nine on the PS four digital store. So there you, you go. should oh. absolutely do that. Oh. If you, I will, in- I will have that on Friday. Same here, the sale will be on through June sixth. Are you good? Yeah.
2: All
0: right. So that brings us to the nitty gritty: Alpha versus Omega.
1: And I don't know how nitty or gritty we actually have to get <laughs> between Octopath and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Like you guys both clearly love
0: Octopath. We are so going much. to break down and, each. And nobody game.
2: loves and, no, and nobody loves Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's also, no it's. Here. Yeah, it's it's an Octopath, Octopath and a walk. walk. There's no, there's no fight here.
0: No, we got to be objective and talk about both games for <laughs> so, three hours each. Here,
2: here's what I, th- here's what what I think. Get, is, here's what I think. Here's what I think is happening, Joe. It... <laughs> here's what I think is happening, Joe. I think Michael wants Tomb Raider to win against, uh, uh win against Octopath because like we don't a, have to do Octopath a, versus God of War. Okay, spoiler. No, he doesn't. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like so. You're saying, you're saying that he'd rather the game he loves is the game he's going
0: to
2: fight
0: against yeah that's really good yeah yeah spoiler i'm going to vote for octopath traveler and that's fine and uh, all right yeah it's a
2: unanimous malcolm's just being an
0: ass and trying to extend this show longer than it has to (laughs) but yeah so i'll take that and i will accept the award on octopath traveler's behalf thank you so much it means a lot to oh what, what is, is Kratos it? doing with that axe there uh, anyway so <laughs> uh, all right well congratulations Octopath Travel. I was not expecting uh, Octopath to win this one to be honest
2: I I kind of like when I looked at the bracket it was Octopath or Bloodstained honestly
0: I really thought that would that would be the it. that would be it yeah I, usually games that I really really had a have a passionate connection for usually don't do well in these tournaments. So I was sorta of <laughs> coming in dreading the mo- dreading the worst. So
2: All right, Or are you afraid of God of War? Don't worry, Tetris Effect is on the other side of the racket. Uh,
0: <laughs> not
2: an accident.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So so literally it's coming down to the one game that Joe likes more than Tetris Effect, isn't it? On that side <laughs> if uh, there is one. <laughs> you're not wrong. Hmm. all right well with that and once again travis in all due seriousness thank you so much for joining us today it means a lot it's been been forever since we've had you on the show Not that i think
2: i know it. right it's not like i don't have other shows that you guys could definitely come on at all the time <laughs> or that i didn't invite i invited joe to be on my movie set
1: yeah, I was there. Like, I'm happy to... to Joe's so, in the movie. I, I'm happy to support TL's movie because, A, uh, 99% of that sentiment comes from it being, hey, he wrote a whole ass movie and it was really good. <laughs> like, it's a really good thing. To do. And 1% of that is me supporting it because I'm in the movie as well. So, <laughs> so I mean, on one hand, I, I'm, I, I'm super proud of my friends. I love my friends, so... That's ninety nine percent of that and that one percent pure selfishness. I mean it.
0: So yeah. please look at it. <laughs> yeah, I, I assume my invite for to the set was lost in the mail then.
2: <laughs> uh did you have time to fly to LA in mid um, March? That's
0: not the point here. <laughs> uh-huh. it, it's it's the courtesy. It's like, hey, would you like to be on my multi million dollar movie? <laughs> I could have made time, you know. By by the way, Travis, tell us again the name of that awesome movie that you're in.
2: Uh, the movie um, I uh, I wrote uh, it was directed by Aziz Tojeri is
0: called A Friend Like Me. Is it a spinoff of Toy Story? <laughs> no. no <it's> just...
2: <laughs> Not even a little bit. <laughs> anyway, uh, I also do a podcast called P&B. We've been doing it for almost 10 years now. Congratulations,
0: That's... man. Seriously.
2: Yeah, uh so yeah, go over to our Patreon, patreon.com dot com slash P and B. You know Shackles, we do like literally four podcasts. Uh we do P and B proper, we do Grind Forever, which is our RPG show, talking about different games and RPGs. We do level select where we talk about different levels of video games. Uh we do a role playing podcast called After Alpha. We do a lot, um, and you get it all for like four bucks. So that's you can't beat that.
0: Well, maybe one day me and Joe, we will we will come down to the show, and we'll be sure to start making breakfast as the show is starting to record. Thank you. <laughs> <trying> hey, to... <laughs> I I fell asleep doing t v so
2: be glad I was just making uh, a cake. Okay, okay, rewind, real talk. You fell asleep while podcasting, dude. I'm <laughs> like, I work a lot, and I was exhausted, and I fell asleep through multiple podcasts.
0: It concerns me. You say that with pride. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, at least I was awake. All
2: that's right. What I think.
0: Okay. Well, I, I guess we'll take the victory there. Okay. Well, appreciate you staying awake for our podcast. It means a lot, there, Travis. Uh, do you have a Twitter? Have
2: uh, a- yeah, I actually have two. So, okay, let's because we haven't talked about this in a while. Let's talk about this. So, Twitter is bad, and I lost my Twitter name. A long time ago, because I called myself, I called myself Whiny Baby Nintendo. And Twitter was like, mm, I think this is hacked. And I was like, well, can I recover it? Mm, no. So I had, so I've been going by Travis L. Foster on Twitter for such a long time, like two years now. Okay. Literally a month ago, I got Turbo Bison back. I just, I reached out to Twitter. I was like, yo, what the fuck are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, you're right. Why did we lock this account? <laughs> so, I have Turbo Bison back. So, so,
1: explain to me what you're actually doing with
2: both quarter cups. Cause I, I have no clue. I have so, no
1: idea. <laughs> I just, I is, sometimes sometimes this, I'll see Turbo Bison posts. Sometimes I'll see Travis L. Foster posts. So like, what, what is my
2: what is what is, primary? I want Travis L. Foster my primary because honestly, I built that brand now. I've done like laser time stuff. So, I've done like like real, real deal, like big podcast stuff on that brand. However, Turbo Bison. Has more followers, and is also <laughs> followed by uh, former WWE World Tag Team Champion, uh, a current member of the New Day, uh, Austin Creed. Ooh. On there. Uh, we're following each other, so I don't want to turn that to my burner weird account because it has more followers. And also, Austin is, what follow, is follow follows me on there.
1: Yeah,
0: you can't but lose that account, man.
2: I can't lose that <laughs> no, account. What can you do to get him to follow your actual
0: account? Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> that's the goal. If I can get him to follow my actual account, then I could turn that into the Burner account, and then it just gets fucking weird. <laughs> so that, that's my goal, is to make Trevor Tyson the weird account. All
0: right, You you do me a favor. If you ever have Xavier Woods on the, uh, on the show, you invite As me.
2: Him As a friend, I call him Austin. Okay,
0: well, when you have Austin <laughs> on the show, you invite me and Joe on. I'm there for sure we won't nerd out at all. It'll be completely professional. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm sure he'd love that. (laughs) (laughs) To be ambushed by two people that he doesn't (laughs) know. I
0: I may or may not do my impression.
1: Oh, yeah. I bet that would go over really great.
0: Yeah, I'll do that. My impression of the Chris Farley interviewer guy from SNL. No one remembers that. No, not even. Oh, God. Rest in peace, Chris (laughs) Farley. All right, well, folks, that thank does you. it.
1: Which is a point of great shame for me. <laughs> uh,
0: folks, thank you so much for joining us for episode 217, as well as thank you, Travis Foster. But Please follow him, buy tickets to his movie, buy the DVD, buy the Blu-ray, buy it digitally, or however way he is going to sell it. You can follow him on either Twitter account, and I'm sure he'll mention how to do that in the future. Uh Thanks so much for joining us. You can find us on such apps such as PodBeam, Podomatic, yeah, Podomatic, as well as Pocket Casts. No, which we're one not one.
1: on Podomatic. We're
0: not on Podomatic anymore. Oh, no, we
1: absolutely are not. Don't say that. <laughs> it,
0: it's been six years, uh, folks. We're a little really? out of practice. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at PSML for me, at WandsAuto for Joe, and at The Firm Up for the show. You can also go to our at, website
1: at Wands Twenty Three for Joe. It wow, it really has been eight years. It's
0: like, I'm thinking of that Gmail that you just created for the show. No, for... oh,
1: I've had the email address. Literally okay, well, for... you
0: used it to make a, another Skype, which is why there's two Joe Garcias on this, on this, <laughs> this show. Is,
1: this is all very fascinating. Wow.
0: All right. Folks, thank you so much. We will be back much sooner than six months with the next part of the bracket <laughs> with Travis Foster. Folks, we'll see you next time uh yes
1: we will